Good morning, Pat Ziemer here with MagnaWave with the Tuesday morning edition of the MagnaWave Office Hours. We come to you every Tuesday morning at this time to answer questions, whatever questions you may have about PEMF, our devices, uh, general wellness when it comes to PEMF and uh, how it can be applied to you or to your clients. Uh, so we're here to answer your questions. You can, uh, we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube at this point, and we're also in a radio edition on CastBox. Uh, so you can listen to us on CastBox if you're driving or whatever you might be doing, or you can watch us on YouTube or Facebook. So we're glad to be here with you. If you have a question, if you're on CastBox, you can put it in your uh, in the comment area and we'll be happy to have a look at it if you're on Facebook put it in the Facebook chat box or on YouTube in the thread so we'd be happy to uh, take a look at those questions that you have um, just wanted to go over a couple of things here that uh, we've questions I've been asked in the last few days and I'll go get right on those I've been asking of course we get this all the time is tens microcurrent and laser and how they compare or are they different uh, from uh, MagnaWave and PEMF and cer certainly all these modalities are about supplying energy to the body in different manners and to better promote the healing process now first I'll address uh, TENS. TENS is a, a, a application of electrical current to the muscle area to where you would put a tab on two spots on a muscle and then they would uh, charge the electrical current as it is released from these pads. So use a gel and attach a pad and, uh, and provide the energy of that fashion. That is for pain relief. The, the TENS units relieve pain uh, in the body. Microcurrent on the other hand uses very small uh, currents of power and it actually is similar to what takes place in the cell so a microcurrent device is used to promote cellular healing and that's why they're often used together they'll use the TENS unit for pain relief and the microcurrent to stimulate the healing properties of the area that you're treating and so they're very area specific a laser is application of energy as well light energy through a laser beam into the body uh, now, and I'll talk about all three of them, but so the laser is specific to an area and you're applying the energy measured in joules and to, to the specific area. And you might work all around the area of, of indication. If you're doing an elbow, for example, there are various areas that you're going to work on to help relieve inflammation and to, and to stimulate circulation and to hopefully improve the healing of the area. All three of those modalities, microcurrent, TENS, and laser, are very location-specific. And for example, with a laser, doesn't penetrate bone. So it'll do the soft tissue around the bone and do it from that case and stimulate just that area. Electrical current certainly goes, uh, will work at a bone, but you're basically doing soft tissue at that point with the muscle. And then the microcurrent, same thing. You're wanting to get into the soft tissue cellular environment to help the healing in, in that fashion. PEMF, on the other hand, penetrates the entire area. So whereas a laser or these devices, you would be very specific in where you're applying the microcurrent or the laser or the TENS. With the PEMF, if you're doing the elbow again, you're going to put the coil on the elbow, you're going to penetrate the soft tissue, the tendon, the cartilage, the nerves, the bone, everything in that particular area. So you're basically supplying the energy to the whole area at one time, not just specific spots in the area. 
That's not preclude. That's not saying that those are not effective therapies, and they are. And they really, frankly, uh, laser and PEMF work very well together. Microcurrent and and tens units in association with PEMF can be very beneficial. So just the complementary aspect of the various therapies are very are very good. Uh, some people don't want to do that though. They want to use just tens or just microcurrent or just laser or just PEMF. So and all of those can work. It's just a varying degrees. For example, tens they say that it works on 50 to 60 percent of the clients that that they're dealing with. So while some people are uncomfortable with it, uh, that's the kind of success rate they have with it. Same thing with with microcurrent and the various devices that are used. So that is the primary difference. They're all more specific to the point and whereas PEMF is more general to the area that we're treating but we're all putting energy in the area to help the body uh, be set up to potentially heal itself. Great questions uh, that folks have asked so I just wanted to kind of go over that the differences and how they're applied. Again if you have a question you can put it in the chat box on um, on CastBox or in Facebook. Uh, if you'd like to speak with me, text your uh, name and number to 502-599-9722 and I'd be happy to phone you back and uh, have a conversation with you uh, at that point. Good morning, Hazel. Hazel's with us on uh, CastBox. Let me complete this here and see if we've got anything going over here. I have a client whose horse is about to trailer from Florida to Oklahoma. When would be the best time to do a session prior to traveling? Day before or day of? Well, I would say day of. Um, it, it, you're not going to hurt doing it day before uh, an animal travels in a trailer like that. However, uh, day of, there's no reason to worry about uh, the, the only reason that you would contemplate day of would be in a competitive situation because you don't want to take the edge off of a horse that needs to have its edge. If a horse needs its edge relieved, then you want to, or reduced, then you want to treat as soon as you can too close to the event or whatever you're doing. But in this situation where you're going to travel, uh, you would do it day of if that's, um, if that's the uh, best time to do it or if you have the time to do it, day of travel beginning. And then certainly when they reach their, their site, they would maybe want to do it again uh, to have a treatment to help relax break up any lactic acid so on and so forth that may develop or discomfort that occurs uh, during traveling much as we do uh, when we travel if you're back the way you sit in the car bothers you and you get to your location you want to treat your back or your neck or whatever it is you would do that or treat yourself before you go with some of the units uh, the smaller units you can treat yourself as you travel uh, just use an inverter or plug it in and away you go and treat your back your knees or whatever it may be uh, during the travel process great question uh, let me see uh, if there's another question here that we can uh, answer. Nope, everything looks good there. Let me check a quick, take a quick look here at CastBox. Um, nope, everything's good there. So if you have a question, just put it into the chat box and I'd be happy to have a look at it. Uh, okay, I have a potential client who is having some knee issues, but she was struck by lightning several years ago and has super sensitive nerves. Would there be a potential of negative side effects? Well, I wouldn't say side effects, and I, uh, but I would say if someone has got that type situation, very sensitive nerves, they may find uh, any type of therapy uh, very discomforting uh, to them. The thing to do is to try, but I would certainly, if we're doing the knees, 
you don't if it, I don't know that it would provide discomfort. The best thing to do is just try. Side effects, no. Discomfort because of their nerve condition could be. About one out of a hundred people is sensitive to this type of energy being in the body. That same type of person may be sensitive to the power lines that are outside or they get sensitive from their computer or television or phone that they're using that puts off these types of signals and people that are some people are very sensitive to those and so you could have the same thing here uh, so the best thing to do is is to try it and see if the uh, client is comfortable and they get the relief that they're looking for but I wouldn't say that this is naturally going to cause them discomfort because they have sensitive nerves but you just need to try it but again I don't see where there would be any side effects other than their potential discomfort from being struck by lightning uh, I don't want that to happen <laughs> to to anybody and that's unfortunate that uh, that it could be. Uh, let's see. I question is uh, Felicia has a, ma a max. She's been treating a variety of people for hip and knee issues. Uh, she likes to have them sit on her couch while treating, and so she uses a splitter and she attaches the body mat at the same time. They're saying they don't feel the mat and it's turned up very high. I realize it's splitting the energy, but is that normal? Is there a front and back to the mat? There is not necessarily a front and back to the mat, uh, although you could flip it and just see how, how it feels. I mean, there is a difference in, in there. The signal's going both ways, but it's not designed to have a, this is the application side. Um, but I would, you know, you can play with that if you wish. The problem is that as you do break the signal down and the mat's larger and you're putting the signal into the body and you're, you are uh, diminishing the signal to a, a bit, treating the knees uh, and, ankles and so forth you you are going to have a difference in feeling and that's just what happens that doesn't mean that the mat is not working because you don't feel it as much it's just not as uh, not as strong because you are splitting it off with two different attachments I'd be interesting to know if they were using the butterfly or the large loop in association uh, with the mat because there are different power levels that are put out depending on the attachment uh, that you're using and how it and how it um, works in that respect so um, good question uh, what I would recommend is maybe just at one point just remove the splitter and give them five minutes or something of the mat itself at a higher setting uh, when they're completed with their treatment of the knees and so forth. That's good to do them at the same time and, and it's certainly a time saver to do it at the same time but to split them out at that point or doing them individually may provide you with what the person wants to feel uh, as they're receiving treatments. That is something that is unique about the PMF is you can feel it. You can hear it, you can feel it and people like that. So if they're not getting the feeling they're looking for I would certainly separate them and use them independently to get them the uh, feeling that they are looking for in association with their particular treatment. Okay, uh, any C John, good morning. Any CE update after paperwork issue or uh, check back in some weeks, months? Uh, actually, John, uh, I'm told that the, um, uh, I'm, if you remember, the people that did the inspection of the factories filled out their paperwork in an improper fashion when they submitted it to the regulatory boards that has been corrected it has been accepted it has been passed through the regulatory board and they understand now that everything uh, was fine and so all that is cleared up we're not waiting for the for it to go get accepted at that point but we are now waiting for the uh, the final approval letter so we think everything is uh, could be 
any time as far as uh, receiving that um, uh, final notification. So, uh, great, great question. We are moving along and we are getting much closer in, in that respect. Uh, the engineer that has been working on this has had some health issues and uh, has been in the hospital and is in a very um, on a very medical regimen that he's receiving and so that has slowed down his personal involvement in that process over the last three or four weeks and uh, he is doing better so we're hoping that that uh, moves along uh, fine and quickly okay let's see here um, uh, let's see any see silly question I wear a shungite ring daily is it counterproductive when treating a shungite ring. I don't know what a shungite ring is. Uh, let's see here. I'll look that up and uh, have a get right back to you and tell you what the situation would be. I would think that it would not be counterproductive to your treating, uh, but we'll look it up and see what the uh, situation is. Kathy asks, I broke my radius just above my wrist three weeks ago. How often and how long should I use my MagnaWave? And should I keep it directly on the brake or move it around? I would put it directly on the area. Now you might treat it on the top today, the, from the bottom tomorrow, uh, and just from that type of perspective. But in that type of situation, just on the area would be best. Now certainly I would potentially treat your torso, upper torso to get your lungs, get good blood oxygenation in your lungs after you treat your, your wrist area so you can get good blood flow and good blood oxygenation feeding that area throughout the day after your treatment. Uh, I would do it daily uh, when you're trying to get this to heal. You could even do it twice a day if it's painful. Do it twice a day for eight to ten minutes. I uh, don't know which machine you have but in that type of situation eight to ten minutes uh, on the area uh, once or twice a day would certainly not be overkill and uh, would be beneficial to help promote healing to the area. Um, okay, so Felicia got back to me. She was using the large loop with the splitter and mat. The large loop obviously it's putting out more uh, uh, it, 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 I'm trying to say how to say this the smaller items produce more intensity more energy to the area so you have two attachments the mat and the loop both large both coming at the same time that could be some of the reason they're not feeling the mat as much because you're using the large loop with it so maybe you would might consider trying it with the paddle or the butterfly at, at that point along with the mat. Good question. Thanks for uh, getting back to me on that. Um, I'll have to, John, John says he's got to think of another question soon instead of asking about the, <laughs> instead of asking about the CE. Well, John, we like your questions and we're glad you're, we're glad you're uh, with us uh, every time you get a chance to be. John's in Europe and uh, so he's a um, busy person and, and uh, going along from there. Let's take a look and see if we have anything in uh, CastBox, any questions? Have uh, several people with us on CastBox, so we hope you're enjoying it and gaining some information that's beneficial. Um, have a quick look here again. CastBox stopped, Hazel said. Hmm. I don't know why that would be. Uh, need to. I'll try to refresh it. See what that does. Reload site. Network error is what I was just told. Um, but we'll reload it and restart it if we need to do that on uh, CastBox for people to be able to do. Uh, let me have another question here. 
um, question about the sole machine or the treatment times the same as the semi machine they're very similar in power uh, so I would say that you, if you want to treat like the semi a little longer than you might with the max on a higher power depending on the area you're treating uh, is certainly not an issue but they are very similar in power so I would say that the guidelines for treating with the semi would also uh, coincide and work with the sole machine uh, it's trying to reload uh, the cast box so we'll see what happens there uh, let's see any tips on how to help a person with abscesses in their mouth uh, the person needs to get it to go away before they can get a root a root canal that they want to do the doctor is given some antibiotics how often and long to treat uh, she has a semi five uh, Emmy has a semi five I would treat uh, again if you're wanting to get some some good blood circulation to the area and help the inflammation and help the process along from the healing aspect I would treat once or twice a day uh, I would treat for uh, 10 to 15 minutes if you're treating just the area of the mouth I would take the probably use the uh, paddle if you have a paddle or these uh, butterfly loop and just kind of rest it right here in this area and treat treat the whole area to help get good blood circulation there good oxygenation good oxygenated blood can help fight the abscesses and uh, cause them to, to heal or to go away however you want to say, however you want to say that and uh, approach it from that perspective so I would do it as I say I'd use the butterfly uh, on the area and I would treat it once or twice a day for 10 12 minutes uh, whatever is appropriate as far as time availability is concerned great question um, for those who work on show cattle, how long do the treatments typically last? Well, you know, you do have a more massive animal there that you're dealing with and, and trying to treat, but basically if you're using the large uh, wave wings and doing the shoulders or however you're doing it, uh, treatment doesn't take any longer because it's a show cow or because it, it's large. Uh, but it could take you a little longer if, because of the massiveness and the depth and, and so forth like that. But I would say to treat a uh, animal would be a 20 to 30 minute uh, cycle. Uh, if someone who treats show cattle regularly wants to share their time or how long uh, they particularly deal with it, uh, that would be great uh, as contact. If someone wants to talk about that, send me a text 502-599-9722 and I'd be happy to uh, call you back and have that discussion. As I've said in the past, I always like if we can uh, discussing things uh, on the phone because we can go deeper. I mean, I may give an answer and you may want to uh, counter that answer with a comment or another thought and that allows us to get deeper into the conversations and the situations that we do want to discuss. Well, I don't know what's going on with CastBox. I can't get it to uh, to reload. I may do it again over here. Are you on Chrome? I am on Chrome. Do a uh, Control or Command Shift F5 if you have it. Uh, Command okay. Shift F5. Okay, let's see here. Um, Command Shift F5. Let's see what we get. It's trying to load. Don't know. We'll get that figured out. Said network error. Um, any other questions? Please put them in the uh, cast in the uh, YouTube page or on the Facebook. Let's see. We do have another question. Leanne asks. Um, we're trying to get it worked up, Hazel. Uh, my horse had colic surgery two weeks ago, just got her home. Please tell us the exact procedure for treatment during her recovery, which attachments, where to place, and for how long on each area. Well, 
I would treat the overall general area. I'd treat the, certainly uh, whole horse treatment would be very beneficial. But if you're going to treat the area, uh, if you've got the large wave wings, that would be appropriate to treat the whole area. If you're using the large loop, I would just work the whole area, much like you would be petting or uh, grooming uh, or uh, brushing the horse. Just work the area. Uh, I would do it. Uh, I would spend uh, 10 minutes on each side of the horse uh, doing that and I would do it uh, as often as possible during this healing process. Uh, do you need to do it twice a day? No. Can you do it twice a day? Yes. Uh, do you need to do it every day? No. Can you do it every day? Yes. So I would approach it in that fashion. Basically treat the overall, overall area where the surgery occurred and the back and the hips and the rectal area of the horse just to make sure that everything's in comfortable and in, in good shape as the healing process goes on. It's pretty simple. There is no thing to say you got to put it right here and you got to do it for this long. You just want to do an overall comfort treatment for the animal to help it have good oxygenation so it recovers uh, hopefully more rapidly and gets to the uh, state that you want to have your horse in. So that would be my thought on the uh, colic type of situation. I'm glad things worked out and that you had surgery and everything is, is okay from that. Let's see. Um, my soul worked wonders on mouth. Oh, Catherine got back and talking about uh, the mouth uh, ulcers that we were discussing. She has a soul and it worked wonders on mouth abscesses. Great. Thank you for sharing that with us, uh, Catherine. Any other questions, put them in the Facebook or in the uh, YouTube thread and they will come up here and I will be able to uh, get those questions answered for you. Okay, let's see if we have something here. Um, question person is treating uh, young athletes in school, minors, uh, and the question is should I have parents sign something or just get the okay from the coaches? Well, I would think that the, the school or the coaches know what therapies are available to them and that they use and if they've discussed this with parents what they might what they might use when doing treatments. Uh, I would think that at, as a real precaution you would have the uh, child reach out or the young uh, person reach out to their parents and, and have a release signed or whatever it may be. But in many of those situations uh, the coaches are given the freedom to do what they think is appropriate and as long as everybody's in, in pace and, and up with that then you, you can do what you feel is, is appropriate from that type of situation. But it never hurts to uh, not only protect yourself but just let people know uh, what you are doing and what therapies are being applied. And I, I think that the school would, would want to be in that same type of position as well if they're using lasers or PEMF or any other type of modality they would want their their uh, um, students and their families to know what they are doing particularly if you're dealing with an injury that a student has had or a young person has had uh, certainly there would be a doctor involved or a trainer involved to be able to give guidelines for what should be used you always want to make sure that you are dealing with the with the proper people the trainer the doctor whatever it may be when you're in these types of uh, uses with the equipment let's see um, 
WT says they get good results after treating show cattle for 30 to 40 minutes at a time. Uh, Appetite, attitude, and mobility seem to trend upward for a couple of weeks and then uh, we'll do another session. And that's that's really cool that that's how they're applying it and what the results they're getting. That's kind of where I was in an uh, average 30 minute type of treatment. Um, Jennifer asked, do you have a trade-in program? Uh, I have a semi, would like to upgrade to the Julian. Uh, what you need to do is call the office and talk with the uh, uh, um, talk with Cameron, that's it. <laughs> call the office, talk with Cameron and uh, or your sales rep who, who in- engineered your thing and see what the uh, situations uh, may be. And we're certainly working to work in those types of areas if possible. So I can't say that it's certainly available, but it is something that we would certainly want to talk with you about and help you uh, do what you want to do in order to be successful in your pra- uh, in your practice. A question here, Alex asks, having issues treating sciatica, any comments are appreciated? Um, well. You have to deal, the unfortunate situation when you're dealing with sciatica or some of these types of nerve related types of issues, it takes a long time to get inflammation out of a nerve. And so you may have to treat longer and more often to get ahead of the situation. It's not a case where you're gonna treat it one time and you're finished for a week. So you need to treat, what I would recommend is to treat that area multiple times uh, seven or eight times and then treat as needed uh, to keep it at bay, to keep it in a good situation. The challenge is you can treat me today for my sciatica, then I go out and get in my car and drive uh, uh, in a situation that I'm not supporting the area appropriately and it's going to come right back or it's going to delay the results that you're looking for. It's a challenge when you're dealing with those types of situations and each person is different. What's causing it is different. If you've got someone that's got it, it's being caused by an anatomical issue, then you're going to have real trouble getting ahead of it. If it's caused from sitting improperly or twisting or doing something and now you need to get rid of that situation so they can be better prepared to go on, you'll have a, a better situation. But again, you got to look at what's happening after. There's many things to consider when you're treating these areas. Uh, it's it's kind of like if you have somebody that, that is, has diabetes and you're trying to get them to do better and all they do is eat sugar, you got a challenge. And, and so you need to look at several different things that are going on. Uh, that can be how the seats, I've had people that have back problems or sciatic problems, sci, sci, sciatica problems. And so we simply say, how is your seat in your car and they'll say, oh, I sit straight upright. Well, maybe they need to lean their seat back a little bit so they got a little better flow uh, from their torso through their hips to their legs. Uh, how they sit at an angle in the car or what they do, all of that leads to uh, the exacerbation of some of those types of situations. You could have somebody that has a pinch that needs to be relieved, then you can get after relieving the inflammation uh, that's there as a result of the pinch or the spur or whatever it may be that is causing that to be an issue. So you need to look at the full uh, circumference of the of the indication that you're dealing with to uh, to to get that. So. Um, do you have any experience or suggestions for treating scoliosis? Need to uh, take a look at that and think about that. Uh, certainly, uh, treating the the issue to with 
the, the PEMF to supply energy to the area and to the body and again the oxygenation can certainly potentially be beneficial in comfort and the healing uh, of those types of indications. So I uh, don't personally don't have any um, experience there but we will look into it perhaps somebody has had some experience and can uh, can address it and give us that type of answer that we'd like to uh, like to have so we all know what's the best way to uh, uh, to do it let's see here Sadika, good morning I have I love I would love that too okay so I don't know what that was pertaining to but that's okay questions put them in the chat box put them in the uh, uh, YouTube thread I don't know if we ever got cast box to nope it's still loading so it's it's gone uh, we'll have to work on that later and get that taken care of oh let's see how to get back here how often and how late into the year is your hands-on training offered oh in Louisville uh, we offer hands-on training generally about every week uh, it's certainly available every week and we do it year-round uh, a lot of times it drops off through the winter time because of the cold and being outside if people are treating animals if you're treating people or small animals then it's it's not an issue at all but we have uh, we do hands-on training year-round and we go to uh, we do have a couple of barns that we go to in the winter time uh, that are more enclosed and so they're a little more controllable as far as the temperatures that we're experiencing uh, in the barn environment um, when you're treating in the wintertime because certainly it gets it gets very cold but um, so that's a question if you'd like to know about hands-on training call the office uh, talk to Lee and get to Aaron and you can arrange it or talk about what time is best for you and and when you'd like to do it that's comfortable weather-wise uh, not to have any issues great questions uh, thanks for asking um, let's see here if I've got something now okay there it is okay let's see Um, my dog's just been diagnosed with pancreatitis. Is it safe to treat him and what is the protocol? Well, you want to, uh, again, you want to make sure the veterinarian is on board with what you're doing, but typically what we're doing is improving the oxygenation in the area and help the inflammation that causes pain with regard to these types of situations. So uh, talk to your veterinarian, explain to them what you, what you have or what can be, can be used, and uh, typically uh, they will understand what you're doing and tell you how to best do it with the medications that you're having or, or what you're using uh, for the health of the animal but from a from an oxygenation and a pain relief and a comfort situation um, it, it I would think that it would be safe to help comfort the the dog and to help it uh, be set up to better heal itself as we go along okay um, bad fall what's we got oh see, oh is it going yeah okay all right, so we're back on CastBox, we think, so we'll see how the questions come up or if anything is there. Um, let's see, any other questions? Where do you put the coil for corporal tunnel? Well, typically what I would do and what we recommend when you're dealing with a corporal tunnel issue uh, quite often is, for example, I have some issue with my thumb uh, with an arthritic type of situation, but I treat this area and I treat right up here at the back of my neck. When this is not sore or tight, this is better. So the same thing when you're dealing with corporal tunnel, you want to treat the area of pain, then I would recommend treating the elbow, shoulder, and the back. 
because everything's coming from the back, from the spine, from the brain to the spine, to the area of involvement. So you want to do everything you can to keep all of that area flowing properly uh, as far as the energy of the body is concerned. Uh, so I would certainly, again, do the, do the area of pain, the elbow, shoulder, and back. And uh, for example, my son-in-law was having some wrist issues. He's a musician, and and when he plays his bass or plays the piano or the drums, he covers a lot of a different instruments. But he had some wrist issues, and uh, going to the to the doctor, and the doctor said, you know, your problem's coming from your low back, centering in your wrist, and that's because of your activity that you're doing with your wrist. But it's coming from your low back. So he treats his low back regularly to help his wrists. And so that's the situation that you probably want to take when you're dealing with corporal tunnel. Uh, very effective to do it that way and a lot of people have had very nice results uh, in keeping and you know, leaving their pain and helping things be uh, able to be dealt with comfortably. Uh, can we treat someone just diagnosed uh, with MS? If so, what is the treatment protocol? The treatment would be to treat, uh, the, the guideline would be to treat the full body to give good blood flow, good oxygenation to the body to help it be healthy to fight that type of situation. Again, you want to make sure that you're working with your doctor because there are medications they're using and how they're approaching it. So you want to have all this in unison so you're approaching it in a manner that you're comfortable with, that the doctor's comfortable with, that the patient can see some results. Go to the tr uh, uh, the, PM, the pmfprofessionals.com page, the AOPP, search MS and you'll see uh, various studies that have been done with PEMF and um, MS. You'll also be able to go to the, Magna, to the group on Facebook, MagnaWave, uh, PEMF International Education and Research. Put the same thing in and you'll see uh, results from people who have treated those with MS to help relieve their symptoms and to help things along. Are you going to cure MS? We don't even talk about that and, we, and there's no way to, to approach that. But you can help sometimes alleviate some of the symptoms to provide some comfort, comfort and to slow things down in many types of situations. So that would be um, the situation there that you would want to explore and talk about. Uh, how often, oh, let's see, hands on, I just got that. Uh, maybe I got those questions out of, uh, out of sync. All right, okay. Has anyone worked on a dog with a spinal fracture? Well, certainly we've worked on a lot of fractures. It uh, doesn't make any difference where the fracture is. You want it to try to heal well. You want to keep the inflammation down. You want to keep the, the client uh, comfortable. And so uh, there's been plenty of situations where we worked on, uh, on animals and people and large animals that have had fractures. And typically uh, the, res the, the protocol is, particularly in horses, is that we treat um, uh, we wait seven to ten days, fourteen days for the thing to begin to heal properly. Then we go in and treat the area to help nourish the healing along and to hopefully speed up the whole healing process. You would experience the same thing uh, when you're dealing with the spinal fracture. Uh, you certainly don't want to go when you're dealing with the spine. You want to be on a lower setting, most certainly in that type of situation. You don't want a lot of pulsing or movement going on uh, there while you're promoting the healing process. So you want to make sure that the, that the treatment is is comfortable and in a setting that doesn't move a lot of the spine. Now that's different when you got a broken bone here and you're trying to heal it. It you, the energy that you put in there, you're not going to manipulate anything to cause it to 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 move and not 
heal or, or cause the alignment to change while you're doing the treatment. But that would be my recommendation on uh, working with a spinal fracture. Uh, and so that's just something to keep in mind as you, as you do that. So let's see here. Um, Kate asks, is there any way to join the business testimonials group as a business page? Uh, that's a question for uh, Chris, our marketing person, so maybe he can uh, have a look at that and we can check that out um, as to the best way to do that. Okay, let's see. Any other questions? I'd be happy to answer them. If you have something that you'd like to talk about, please uh, text your name and number to 502-599-9722 and we'd be more than happy to have a conversation with you about whatever it is that you're wanting to, uh, to discuss or any questions that we can answer for you. Uh, Christy asks, I've been treating a guy who just ran a 100 mile race. He's always had tight Achilles tendon, but since the run having pain in one knee, I treat 10 minutes on the butt, lower leg, and with the mat, 10 minutes with the small butterfly on each ankle, and 10 minutes on the one knee with the butterfly, three times a week. He's not feeling much different. Should I be doing something different? Hmm. Uh, question would be, you're treating him, let's see where I get this. Three times a week. This could be a situation where you, you know, it's this guy, do 100 mile races and he's got three or four things here that, that he's dealing with and you, you have a lot of referred pain and things going on, I would probably treat it four or five times in a row uh, because what's happening is like we've discussed, he's got these issues, you treat it today and then he's walking and doing things and so it's not getting a chance to, uh, to feel better and get energy every day and so what I would maybe recommend in this case is to do longer treatments uh, you're doing 10 minutes and you could certainly go uh, 15 minutes or so to on each one of these areas I need to look at how much how high you're turning the machine uh, you want to try to put as much energy into some of these areas as comfortably possible as in, in, in to do that so my first recommendation would maybe to do it every day or twice a day for the first two or three days and get a chance to to get ahead um, of what's going on and because that's what happens you, you you do it and then you wait a day or two and it, it, it gets a chance to start sneaking back in so you got to get rid of it again and then it kinds of sneak back in so um, you know the routine treat as often as necessary as long as function continues to improve and then as often as as necessary to maintain the function that you've that you've received and when you have somebody that's like this you know there are people that run and they hurt their knees and their knees get bad and they have to eventually maybe have to have knee replacement surgery or whatever it may be when you get something that that is uh, really aggravated and chronic it's more of a challenge to get ahead of it and so you just need to approach it from that type of situation to see how it works out hope that helps let us know um, on day seven of treatment for a client with BPH, he has not noticed any difference in his symptoms. Any advice? Uh, yes. Um, I, what I don't know, and this would be a good conversation to have if you'd call me, 502-599-9722, send me a text and I will uh, get right back to you, Liz. But 
certainly you're not going to notice that type of situation instantaneously. Uh, and I say, even though you're seven days in, we've had folks that have had BPH, uh, prostate situations, and they treat themselves for 30 to 45 days, uh, in some cases 60 days, and then they are ach achieving the result that they're looking for. Again, something is causing that situation. And, and so you need to look at what that is and what other things need to be approached. Certainly a conversation with the doctor could be in line. But if you're working on inflammation, and we don't know how severe. If it's really severe and it's really something that they need to look at, then again, it may take a little longer to get rid of that inflammation to help the, the inflammation subside to help improve the uh, situation they're having. I treat myself daily for uh, prostate uh, issues that I had three years ago and I continue to, to treat myself. Now with my age prostate becomes an issue and so you have all the body functions that are a result that can be affected by inflammation uh, in the prospect in the pros prostate and certainly uh, flow of urination is one of them and so you want to keep the inflammation down so things flow freely and smoothly in the way they're supposed to and and so treatment is paramount in that case. Again, it can take multiple treatments for that to uh, come into play and, and to work out. So I would think what you need to do, you're seven days in, you just need to stay the course. Again, I don't know how long you're treating or what attachment you're using uh, to do that. I would say when I treat myself, if, I, if I'm using a more high power machine, I'll treat myself for 10 to 15 minutes sitting on the coil uh, to treat that area, much like you would treat someone with incontinence. Uh, you do the same type of thing. You can treat above uh, from the, from the abdom abdomen area or you can treat from below by sitting on a coil uh, or a mat uh, from that type of situation. So, uh, uh, and also, I don't know how, what intensity you're using. You want to use, as, put as much energy into the area as you can comfortably, certainly, and so that's uh, the way to approach that. So, hope that helps, uh, but I would be, uh, just be consistent and do it as often as you can and to, to stay with it and we can make no guarantees and we don't, because we don't know what's what's leading to the situation, but we do know, and we've had a lot of people that have had those types of situations with continued treatment, and they've achieved the results that they were looking for in most cases. Uh, certainly, we can't always help everything, but we try, uh, certainly. Uh, let's see, uh, where is the best place on the body to treat RA, rheumatoid arthritis? Well, that's a situation that, that quite often it moves, and so you want to treat where the, the, the problem is, certainly, and then we like to treat the full body. So we have good blood oxygenation, good blood flow throughout the day uh, for the area. And that's another situation that continued use will be uh, very beneficial to the situation. So you want to treat regularly and continually to, to help with that type of situation. When I first began and I would treat people with that, it, it, it was it they didn't get the result immediately like someone else with a with a pulled muscle or something like that because it is such a it can be a very debilitating type of situation. So I would treat the full body and the areas where they are having uh, pain issues. If it's more than one area or if it's moved, I would treat that area, then I would treat the full body um, in that type situation. Are there protocols for using the NeuroWave in conjunction 
uh, with MagnaWave. Well, there are not necessarily um, protocols as much as, um, and that's a good question. If you're talking about specific areas, we could maybe address those. But certainly what I like to do when I'm using the uh, Wave Oasis, as, as it is now called, um, for the vibration and the PEMF, just the idea if I have an area that I'm trying to treat. Now the, the mat will treat the full body, but if you got a bad knee, while the mat's treating the full body and helping the body overall, you still might want to put a butterfly or a coil on the knee to treat at that point in time. If it's low back, you're going to be fine just using the mat because it's going to, to help that particular area. On those mats, you feel it more in the shoulders and low back and buttocks area than you do in your legs because as you know, in, with an appendage, you can take a lot more energy before you feel it or comfortably. And so, but when you're dealing with the torso area, you're going to feel it more on the mat um, with that type of situation. Uh, so that would be what I, what I would do. I would just simply use the, if, you're, if you have a, 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 neuro, a, 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 a neuro wave that, that does not have the PEMF built in, then use the vibration and the PEMF uh, at the same time with a mat or a butterfly or a large loop over the area that you're trying to treat and uh, to get the results uh, that you're looking for. Specific protocols, there really aren't just treat. That, that as Aaron quite, quite often points out, what is the proto for, protocol for something? Put it on and treat it, and treat it as long as you're comfortable doing, and, and treat it as often as necessary to get the results that you're looking for. Okay, to go off that note about the 100 mile runner, I have the Maya, Maya knee and ankles on 10, okay. Uh, on 10, back and butt six-ish. Another question. I've been treating treating a few, okay, that's what it is, treating a few cerebral palsy uh, children. Would the MagnaWave rope help so I can wrap the legs? Well, most certainly. The rope, if you have the, the long rope uh, to wrap the legs and to treat in that fashion would certainly be an, an alternative to approach the body. You know the tissue, we always talk about when you're treating an area, you don't want to treat it at the same setting with the same coil in the same placement every day. After a while, the body gets used to that and kind of sloughs it off. So to change it up, to change the direction that you're approaching <clears throat> the tissue or change the, the uh, attachments that you're using, the body says, oh, something's going on here. Oh, I like this. And, and it accepts it and uses it. So is that a good idea? Absolutely. On the, um, on the as far as a 100-mile runner, uh, is using the higher intensities on the back and knees. Uh, and you want to put in the lower back area and the buttocks area uh, a, a setting that is comfortable. And it sounds like to me you're on track. You just may need to do it a little more uh, and maybe a little longer to help this person get the result that they're looking for. It, it's kind of that way, you know, you can treat yourself if you got a sore back once a week. Uh, my wife got her uh, herniated disc issues and so she'll treat her back. She'll get to a point, she'll treat herself two or three days in a row and she's got the relief and so she may have that relief for three to four weeks uh, at a time just by treating herself two or three times. But when it's chronic, she needs to do it every day if for some reason she's doing something that is causing it to, to be a little bit of an issue. Okay, can the Julian machine be run off a truck battery plug? I have a three-pronged plug in the truck and I want to have 
have that as backup uh, other than an external battery. Yes, the uh, it should work fine. You need to make sure you got an inverter that you're uh, plug using with the with the battery plug. Uh, but yes, that it should not be an issue. I ran my Max for I used to float around the golf the uh, horse shows in a golf cart and I would run my Max. I had a little uh, cigarette lighter on there and I'd put an inverter in it, plug my Max into that and use the uh, batteries from the golf cart to power and it worked just fine. So yes, that should be should not be an issue uh, as you're using the Julian machine in that manner. Okay, any other questions? Uh, please put them in the chat box and I'd be happy to uh, take a look. Let me see, do we have a question? I got a question about continuing education. Okay. Uh, uh, what kind of continuing education do we offer? We offer continual, <laughs> continual edu continuing education. Uh, we are putting together, we are redoing the entire certification program. Aaron's in the throes of that at, at this point to get more specific in various areas of training to certainly provide uh, additional education and enlightenment for you as PEMF providers, as a MagnaWave. Uh, provider. So we're, there's a lot of things that are available and, and certainly we are working to have other uh, webinars with, with doctors and, and uh, people who provide these types of services to give you more information in, in that way. We feel that we've, we cover uh, a lot of guidelines. Um, we feel that we cover more than, than most people do with the area of guidelines and various training that's available and, and certainly we're always trying to, that's why one of the reasons we're doing this, we want people to respond and we go into the group and to go into various places and it's amazing to me when someone asks a question, when you have 10 or 15 people who answer that question, sometimes they're using different uh, guidelines to to get the results they're looking for and so we learn from that so there's tremendous learning in our certified practitioners group that you can go in and ask questions and have conversations with people and then things like this where we can talk about them to give you education and knowledge for the questions that you have uh, is to continue along the education that you're taking as far as the certification is concerned, our certification is for two years. And then to renew your certification, there is a continuing education required. And people have asked that, I've done this, why do I need to do it continually? Well, chiropractors have to do it, doctors have to do it, teachers have to do it. They have to keep their education up to speed, learn new stuff, understand changes uh, of what's going on. So we have the same thing. And as we work with various regulatory boards, uh, for example, we just went through a situation in New York where they wanted to have, with, with racehorses, they wanted to know that the practitioners that were coming to the track with various, not only our device, but other PMF devices, that they in fact had training, that they had some education, that they knew what they were doing, and so that's very important there to have those continuing things. And they're asking for the certificate. We're going to give this person a license to go to the racetrack. I want to see that they've passed the training and what they've done. We've, we have, in many cases, where they've asked We've actually let them in, uh, let various people into the portal so they can see what's going on, see the level of education and where we're trying to take it in order to improve that so we're all uh, working in the same direction. As you know, uh, as John has pointed out many times uh, when he asked the question about CE in Europe, we have medical CE in Europe. We're just waiting for that final approval. We are working, uh, we have applied for three predicate FDA approvals in the United States and we hope to hear back from those situations very soon. And a lot of people want to know that they are FDA 
that devices can be used in an FDA fashion, not off-label, as many devices need to be used because they do not have specific, specific FDA approvals. And, and we are approaching that. We safety test our equipment, which is required in order to export for human use. It's required if you want to have FDA approval in various areas. And so that's the direction that we're going, is to safety test, to do some studies. We, we have funded private studies that in, uh, out of the country that we've done for uh, prostate, for uh, depression, um, uh, lumbar pain, knee pain, uh, arthritis, that we want to show what the results are with our equipment. We don't want you to have to say, well, this study was done with this type of device, but I have this type of device. We want to have everything kind of controlled uh, in that in that fashion. So we, we like to do that. We're working with the Association of PMF Professionals in their education program to do, to fit the criteria so everybody's on the same page. Um, with that said, that's kind of where we're heading with the continuing education um, as we head down the road. Let's see here. Uh, someone asked a question on Cashbox. Can you surf on Magna Waves? Well, you can might be able to surf better utilizing Magna Wave, <laughs> so you feel better when you when you go surf. But that's a uh, great question. But you can't really surf on the Magna Waves. But that's okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, thanks for joining us on CastBox. We appreciate that. We uh, like to uh, get out the message out as many ways as we can to be able to bring the information to as many people uh, as possible at any time. Okay, uh, let's see. We're about out of time. If you have a question, throw it in the, in the chat box or on YouTube thread and I'd be happy to answer it. We got just a couple of minutes here um, for today's um, broadcast of the MagnaWave office hours. We always enjoy uh, coming. The questions are, are really good. I appreciate that. When we first started the office hours, um, I, I would have to make things up because we didn't have as many people watching or people didn't want to ask questions or they were afraid to ask, whatever. Uh, but now, I mean, it, it's, it's really cool that people throw their questions up. Uh, and they're looking for the answers in various areas. Remember, you can go to the to the Facebook group, MagnaWave uh, International PEMF uh, Research and Education, and on that page you can search for various questions that you're looking for, and you'll get testimonials from people about the ways that they've used MagnaWave and and the PEMF and and the results that they that they've achieved. You can go to the AOPP page, the PEMFprofessionals.com, and you can search and you'll get studies that have been done uh, on various indications. So you've got a couple of great resources there to learn more and to understand how PEMF has been used in studies and for various indications. And then you can ask questions and, and search for specific things in the MagnaWave International PMF Education and Resources Group uh, that's certainly available to the to the general public to learn more about PEMF um, because we want to do that as, as we've often said. So uh, I want to thank you for being with me today. We'll be back, uh, God willing, next Tuesday uh, for more information and more MagnaWave office hours. If you have questions, you can call the office, you can send an email, uh, you can fill out a form on the website. Again, we want to get you the information that you're looking for. I'm Pat Zemer from MagnaWave. Thank you for joining me. Have a great week. Wave on to better health and thanks for joining me. Bye-bye.